Welcome to Voices from the Dales with me, Andrew Fagg. This is a podcast published by the Dales Countryside Museum in Hawes. And I'm back by Gail Beck, just upstream of the village of Gale in Upper Wensleydale. I'm sheltering from the wind in a 250-year-old stone structure. It's open to the skies, known locally as the Washdub. In this sixth and last episode, for now at least, of Series 2 on dialect, special guests Rob and Val Ward will tell how this was a place of meeting and of leisure. But you used to say I was going up to sit on the washdub. You used to say, are we going up to sit on the washdub? After remembering the washdub, we'll discuss why the dialect of this parish became, as Reverend James Alderson said, doomed but only after reminding ourselves of how people used to speak with another blast of the 1977 recording of Lizzie Dinsdale. And Monday was strong today because it was collected up at ours at Tuesday. It was. Oh, there was trouble strong at Monday getting finished off. And for the first time in Series 2, we will leave the parish of Hawes and look over the fell north into Swaledale to hear Helen Guy of the Keld Resource Centre. It just takes you back to being a child. I mean, my granddad Guy, I couldn't understand him. I used to be frightened if he spoke to me because I didn't, I I genuinely could not understand what he said. I'm going to try to describe this structure next to the beck. Some people call it Gale Dam. Some call it the wash dub, dub being a dialect word broadly equivalent to pool. Indeed, the Ordnance Survey map calls this a mill pond, for it was built to provide water for Gale Mill, which is 300 metres downstream on the other side of Gale Bridge. So this wash dub is a stone wall bunded area. I'm leaning against the stone wall, which is covered in rank grasses and moss. And it was built for the storage of water. It's about the size of a swimming pool, an Olympic swimming pool, 50 metres long, not so wide, but about three metres deep. The reason I've come here is that the wash dub came up several times when I interviewed Series 2 special guests Rob and Val Ward, who were children in Gale in the 1940s. I'm going to go to Val there for a minute. What's your favourite place in Gale? Where would, you, where would you go to, naturally, if you wanted to have a bit of time? Most wash dub, wouldn't you? Wash dub. I don't wash dub side. For somebody who doesn't know Gale at all, take them to the wash dub. Well, if you go from the bridge, which is the prominent part of the village, go up Beckstones and up what we call the Greens, and you'll find a bank, and go around the edge of the bank, and you'll find that there's a big deep pond there usually empty but it can be full sometimes and round the top to what we call the mill race and it's an area that I'm particularly fond of because it was where we spent a lot of our childhood playing about there just playing by the beck or swimming in the wash tub what sort of things well, when there was water in the washtub, we used to swim in it. Um, it was a very popular place to spend time. And we had one of the older residents used to keep an eye on us when we were swimming there. Um, and we paddled in the little stream that 
um, fed the washed up. And who was the elderly resident that kept an eye on you? Sybil Iverson. Who was she? She was the cook at Hardress School. And she had relatives that lived round about. I love that image of an old woman, Sybil Iverson, toddling out here to the wash dub to watch over the village children. Gale is a watery place, and Rob Ward, as the former plumber and blacksmith, is the watery village's water expert, or twattery village's waterman, you could say. Here he is speaking about this place. I can tell you about wash dub. Wash dub was built for Gale Mill, and Brian Alderson and I, his dad, worked at Mill, and Brian Alderson and I, before I went to school in the morning, we used to open the dam with a big iron lever to let water go down back to operate turbines at Mill, which gave power to Johnny Shoppertors and Gale Mill, and maximum amount of water when the dam was full they could work for four hours and then it was empty but if there was a flood they didn't need the dam and when either I or Brian came home from school we used to shut the dam and the next morning it was full up unless it was very droughty weather and the, why they call it the wash dub I'm like well I don't know but he used to say I was going up to sit on wash dub very rare we'll call it the dam. You may be wondering about the connection between the wash dub and our subject, dialect. It's this. I think this place illustrates the narrative of decline, which you hear from the lips of local people and which hangs over Gale and other villages in rural England. You see, nobody today says we're off to go and sit bit wash tub. Nobody sits here anymore. Children don't play here. There's only three children living in the old village anyway. The wash dub lies empty. In the same way, hardly anybody speaks dialect anymore. In his 1991 booklet, My Gale, A Personal History, the late Rev James Alderson, who we heard earlier in this series, said, The village is slowly dying and the decline is due to smaller families and to 30 holiday cottages, most of which once housed local families. 30 years on, in 2023, there are even more holiday cottages, as well as a fair number of often unoccupied so-called second homes. Old Gale has been hollowed out, no doubt. But that alone is not the cause for the melting of dialect into what we have now, a northern accent with a few remnant dialect words or phrases. Dialect eroded from within. The people themselves chose to drop their native tongue. Before providing the evidence for that, let's just remind ourselves what dialect sounded like. In episode one, we heard the voice of Lizzie Dinsdale. Here she is speaking to Trevor Sharp in 1977 about knitting, and as she speaks, you can hear the needles clicking. As soon as I left school, I went on to the old-fashioned style. They learned it more than way at school. Can you tell us about the piece of wood under your arm? Oh, that's my shirt, my knitting stick. And you keep your spare needle in there? Yes. What are you actually knitting here? Meats, them meats. There's there's a pair of, it's finished, light ones, and this is a pair of darkings. I didn't knit for money, so I was a pair. 
So you just did it to make your own things? Uh, yes, I more or less just were own, really. But some families used to knit for money, did they? Oh, yes. I, that's a generation of whom my, my mother would knit for money when she was young. They would be they, what, what they call fishermen's jerseys, as far as I remember. And, and they went ab away. They wouldn't go about here. What should you get for a jersey? Not very much. Yeah, 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 do you keep? What a power pay. You used to get hopings for knitting a pair of good long stockings. Aye. They wouldn't get about sixpence for doing a jersey. If they earned five shillings a week, they would do well. And Monday was strong today because it was collected up at house at Tuesday. Oh. Oh. It was. Oh, there was trouble strong at Monday getting finished off. Just to repeat that last bit. If they earned five shillings a week, they would do well. If you could earn five shillings a week, you'd be doing well. And Monday was strong today because it was collected up at house at Tuesday. It was. Oh, there was trouble strong at Monday getting finished off. And the Monday was the strongest day because it was collected up at Hawes on Tuesday. Ooh, they were terribly busy, terrible throng, on Monday getting finished off. As we reflect on why people don't talk like that now, here's Val and Rob Ward speaking after we listened to the Lizzie recording together. They called it Baxter. Ah, Baxter. Ah, is that Kit Calvert? Yes, Kit Calvert. Well, what she means, was it? Yeah. Because it's just being a bit idle with his speech, isn't it? And saying, instead of saying, was it, he said, No, she said, slid it onto a bit iron. But she said, what, was? Well, th this gets to one of the debates about dialect, doesn't it? Whether it's people being idle or whether it's just the most efficient, colourful way of speaking. Mm. And uh, you've almost brought in a bit of a, a prejudice there to say that dialect is, is an idle way of speaking. Mm. Uh, were you conditioned not to speak it? Not really, no, I wasn't. Um, but I do recognise that it is a bit lazy in your speech. Well, my mother was most disappointed with me. If we're going anywhere, she always used to say, I hope you speak the Queen's English. Rob's mother, a Gale-born woman, was far from the only local parent to instruct their child to speak properly. A remarkable story has turned up in the Trevor Sharp tapes. Did you know that the wife and daughter of Wensleydale's finest ever dialect poet, John Thwaite, despised dialect? This is a clip of Kit Calvert from 1977. He was a promoter of John Thwaite's verse, and we pick him up speaking about the poet's daughter. No, his own daughter lives in this town now. And she was as bad as a mother, and she is yet, she won't mix with people, she's just going to be, she's, she'll be 74 or 5 now, a snobbish old maid, you see, uh, mixing with nobody, nobody bothers with her. She reckons to keep a little toffee shop for Burns, but I don't know, it's about faded out, I think she's just living off a bit of pension now. A snobbish old maid, you see, he said, mixes with nobody, nobody bothers with her. She reckons to keep a little toffee shop for the children, but it's about faded out, and I assume she's just living off a little bit of pension. She, uh, she was, uh, was uh, same as her mother, 
precise and proper and dialect was a vulgarity. And all people who talked dialect and all people who supported John and in his in his dialect were were well they were wicked. Doesn't that get to the heart of it? Dialect was squeezed out in part because some people thought it vulgar, even wicked. Today we've almost come full circle to regard Dale's dialect as an asset. Our last voice is that of Helen Guy. She grew up in Swaledale in the 1970s, moved out to the city, then returned some years ago to run the Keld Resource Centre, about eight miles from here as the crow flies. In an interview for the Dales Countryside Museum last year, she said visitors to the area were fascinated by dialect. And they're just so, so interested in it, you know. I take people for walks and, uh, you know, say, well, that's a hog house. And they're like, oh, pig. And I'm like, no, sheep. And they're like, what? <laughs> just like, and teach them some of the dialect, you know. So um, they just think it's fascinating that up here a ram is not just a tub, it's a tube. You know, and a, a you is a yow and just things like that. They just think it's, they just think it's fabulous, really. It's an idiosyncrasy of, of the Dales that, uh, yeah, that makes them so special. Mm. How do you feel when you hear it? Oh, it's, it's just, it just takes you back to being a child. I mean, my granddad Guy, I couldn't understand him. I used to be frightened if he spoke to me because I didn't, I, I genuinely could not understand what he said. You know, you'd go and he'd go, has there been top past you? And he'd think, what are you saying to me? You know, um, what beasts are up there? And I'm like, the what, the what? And like, dad would have to explain what, what he was saying. He said, he's asking you if the cows are still at the top top field and I'm like Whoa. so yeah yeah it does it takes you back from being up in Newcastle um I find myself I would find myself saying yeah e that sounds a pound isn't it ah, you know which is just like, like <laughs> or way I but then equally you know I'd be like oh stop making a scrow and they'd be like a what I said a scrow a mess I said your mum must have said that to you you know or um side yourself up that was another one that I used to always say to, to my staff. I was, come on, side yourself up. And they were like, you mean go to the side? I was like, no, just side yourself up. What's the matter? <laughs> Helen Guy bringing Series 2 on dialect to an end, although the series may return in the back end, that's the autumn, with a few episodes dedicated to Kit Calvert. So, you good PZ, I'll not tact. Me watisht, thou kens me thouts afore I thinks em. And from the washed up by Gail Beck, I also say thank you for listening. <laughs>